J-Pow, brah, you fucked up. You fucked up big time. You thought it was transitory. And hey, you know what? I love you, man. It might have been transitory. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. If it wasn't for the persistent China COVID lockdowns and the war in Ukraine, which, you know, two things that relatively most people didn't place their bets on, right? Those were small probability outcomes. Maybe inflation would have been transitory, but it's not. Uh, and it's, you know, at a 40-year high this year, and it's awful. And because of that, the Fed is raising interest rates. And on top of that, they're doing quantitative tightening, right? Just started June 1st. Uh, before the pandemic, they had about, the Fed had about $4 trillion on the balance sheet. After the pandemic, they had about $9 trillion, right? Uh, while people were at home eating, the Fed was out at home buying. And... I don't, I mean, guys, we're at a 13, we had a 13 year bull run and now we're about to pay for it. Welcome to the Root Support. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tom. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today we're going to talk about Congress not stopping from trading stocks. Elon's tweets. Jimmy Kramer, why is he always wrong? Interest <laughs> rates are up again. Quantitative tightening has begun. And we're also going to do, obviously, earnings and rip it or dip it. So what do you guys think about, uh, yeah, Congress still, still. Uh, Why, what, you know? is, what is this you, you speak of? Tell me, tell me a little bit more about Congress not, st- not, not stopping themselves from getting rich. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the surprising outcome. Yeah, I don't know if uh, anybody remembers it, but back uh, in like 2020, they were talking about stopping congressional members from being able to trade because they obviously have an influence over stocks. So they themselves are kind of inside traders. And yet it's almost like they control whether they do it or not. And they have not stopped themselves. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you guys thought that was surprising, but not at all. They're going to keep it as long as they possibly can. Like that's how they make money. It's kind of like if you had the option to pay yourself less money somehow. Yeah. Right. uh, Then you decided not to. No Big one's going to do that. Like, yeah. that. That's some of the perks of working in high government. I yeah, guess. corruption. Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't think you <laughs> like, can blame them. Like, they are people, and those people have, like, families, right? Uh, and, and these people might have, a re- like, feel a responsibility to take care of their families, even if they're well off, right? You could still be more rich. You could still be better off. You could still be more wealthy, right? So why wouldn't you... I don't know, load up on a bunch of EV stocks before you pass like a hundred billion dollar infrastructure bill, right? Those yeah, are just made up numbers. Right. I know it wasn't like, I know it wasn't that, but like, just for, for example, like, I mean, I don't think anyone's more infamous than perhaps Nancy Pelosi, yeah. right? Who has been out trading Warren Buffett <laughs> in the last decade. Well, you know, so, you can be a multi-threat. Maybe she's just a super brilliant investor. Maybe. M- more likely her husband. <laughs> So or it, just insider information. Hmm. Could, could be, be that. Could be. could be that as well. But I don't know what's worse, being able to sort of pass policy to, to benefit your portfolio or straight up just making tweets and changing the way the market perceives your company. Oh, Elon. Well, so, so first, before, before we go on to Elon, because I feel like I didn't, didn't do a great job. Uh, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, has been in the news recently because he got a DUI. Uh, but I was referring 
to the fact that he is a capital investment uh, banker. And oh. he owns like a cons- like a cons- like a capital investment consulting firm, like a venture capitalist. Like so, like she might be a good trader, but like, he he does this for a living, and you know he's eighty years old, so I'd imagine he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, hmm. interesting. Damn, yeah, they've been married longer it's... than my parents have been alive. <laughs> Crazy old people running this country. Yeah. Well, I mean, money does keep you young. Lizards. Uh, is that why Elon is tweeting like a twelve-year-old? <laughs> you know, some people are young in person or, and some I say people a, are young at heart. Should I say a 17-year-old? Because I feel like he made a super bad tweet the other day. He did make a super bad tweet the other day. Uh, so enlighten me. Was, what was it? Yeah, so uh, he sent out an internal memo, which got leaked and tweeted out, of course, that uh, he had a super bad feeling about the economy and that he, <laughs> well, he's tweeted that out. He sent a memo uh, telling all hiring managers to, to to freeze hiring immediately mm. and, and this is gonna be not um, the first coinbase actually rescinded their offers as well mm. interesting that's um, that's crazy there is also going to be up to a 10 percent um layoff at tesla as well mm. so interesting uh but yeah especially in respect to like ford right because isn't ford adding jobs in their ev market uh yes they are adding um and Biden, of all people, actually mentioned this uh, whenever he was asked by a reporter what he thinks about what's going on with Elon Musk and like what he's been sort of tweeting uh, about a like, pending recession. But he did toot that Ford is looking to increase um, their total jobs uh, that, that they have, the number of employees that they operate in, in America. So it is good. But, yeah, do you think that's a pro-Ford or is it anti-Ford? Like, well, their costs is... are going to go up. But right. you only hire people if you're looking to produce more, right? Right. So with the higher labor cost that they're going to incur overall, they're going to have more possible output power. Mm. So they may be able to really increase their total production. Um, they may be able to develop more electric vehicles, expand their EV lineup, because as far as I know right now, they just have the Ford Lightning. They may have like a small Prius esque hatchback thingy as well i'm not right. sure about that right some kind of sedan option but the yeah. ford f-150 lightning is the bread and butter that's what's really gonna secure ford in this um EV yes. revolution and i i do fully believe that if any company is going to do it ford is going to be one of the ones that's going to pull it off they the, do have a good track record they do have a good track record and I would say their only like real competition, I guess, would be like Chevy or GMC. You mean like in the alternative, like in, the besides ICD. Tesla, yeah, like in the like the work truck electric vehicle sphere. If well, we're... isn't a, yeah. what what's the, the cyber truck? Isn't that a work truck? Well, I not... mean, so this is a big deal to the truck drivers. If it right? ever comes People, out, yeah, EV drivers. I was reading an article. Uh, and it cited a bunch of different like comments on Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. Uh, just passionate, you know, everyone knows like how passionate truck people are about their trucks. Yeah. Right. And when you mix that in with being passionate about uh, clean energy and going green, right. You get passionate green truck owners. Uh, so people who are like really looking forward to the cyber truck are now switching over to the F-150 lightning because they can get it faster. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. They just want a green truck. Right. And Ford's they don't care if Tesla it does like a Cyber Power Ranger. Okay. Yeah. 
And I, I would say there's some competition from Rivian as well. Right. They're they're <laughs> a new comer into the game, but they are producing trucks. That's that's I what mean, they make. Lucid's Lucid's producing cars. Are you gonna say they're direct competition to Tesla? Technically, I guess like on a small then, scale. Then yes. yes, then technically I would agree that Rivian is also in competition to like is uh, Tesla. Is uh like a neighborhood kids lemonade stand in competition to like Orange Julius? Yes, kind of. Just that much competition. Not much. Yeah, yeah, not but much. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not much. It is competition. I would say like a food truck, maybe not like a lemonade stand, like a food truck. I get your analogy. I get what you're trying to say. Well, like on some that, level, because like, yes. the lemonade stand doesn't have a Super Bowl ad. I'll tell you that fucking much. Yeah, but even if it's 0.00001% profit, it is loss. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the point. Like if I we're, walked out of my house looking for uh, an orange Julius, like, God damn, it's a hot day. I'm going to go out and grab myself a nice cold lemonade. Now, like yeah. just before I like opened up my car, I see that across the street, there's a little girl selling uh, lemonade. Fuck yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Buck Perfect. 50. Thanks very Done. much. Have yourself a great day. And then that's lost profit. And that's a lot of profit. Could have had. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. However, Tesla is like in yeah, it's a category of its own. I get what you're saying. I understand the analogy. It's yeah. close. I almost accept it. At least uh, what I'm trying to compare on the the EV comparison there is to publicly traded companies. Are you telling me that you're you so Tesla's you, you don't want Tesla in your portfolio? Do I? Uh for the next five years. Would you own Tesla right now? Uh would I hold it for a full five years? Yeah. Probably no. Would I trade no. it? Will it be in my portfolio? Guaranteed yes. Yeah. Well, right. over five years, yeah, probably. I kind of feel the same way. I'm still uncertain about its you know, crazy price. I don't trust the PE on it. I've been right. very, very vocal about it for forever. Like, that's so okay. long. That's many more lifetimes than I'm going to live. <laughs> so maybe if it for went the down. PE to make sense. So maybe yeah. if it went down, that's what you're saying, maybe? Yeah, I mean, Maybe. actually, I was a uh, I wanted to invest in it back in 2013, 2014, when it was like essentially five dollars a share because it's a good company. Uh, but yeah. uh, so, what would you buy Tesla for overpriced. today to hold? What would you to what would Tesla need to trade at for you to put it in your 401k and not touch it for 20 fucking years? Well, the PE ratio on it right now is actually down to 95 which is very very low from what it's been at it's been right. above like 1200 and that's your price to earnings ratio your pe yeah. ratio so how okay. many years of current profits does it take to capture all of the equity that's in the uh like stock from shareholders right so right right how many years of profits is it going to take to pay back all their outstanding debt and on average it's well, three to five that, uh, like yeah, I mean, like, it depends on the sector, may, but like tech may be earnings. a little bit higher. It may be like upwards of like twelve or twenty, but like, yeah, it depends. It depends on the sector. Part of the reason it's so it's much lower now than it was before is because they've been having good earnings, so their yes. earnings are going up. Their earnings, yeah, and we're in a better market, finished. so the yeah. price is going down. Yeah, right. so it's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, what price? All right, uh, forget this upcoming stock split distribution, whatever. Uh, with the current total number of shares outstanding, what price would Tesla need to be at right now for you to buy it for the long haul? 
Yeah, I would say a PE of around 30 would be a lot more reasonable, and that would put it at about 350-ish, 300. 300? To you, I say get the fuck out. Good, sir. What about you, Tom? <laughs> uh, honestly, if it does go down below 500, I would look at picking up some shares. Okay, a little more reasonable. See, I'm but saying like if Tesla's at $500 I would also, and I would you're also not... reevaluate at that time of it being $500 because that's a considerable drop from where we've seen it trending in the past like year and a half. Oh, for sure. Like if there was a if there was a fundamental reason it dropped to $500, that would be different. Uh but like let's just say this current market trend and and all the fundamentals are the same and it's just like, you know, the FOMC meeting in and let's say July, right? Uh I 100% agree. Uh, you know, if it gets down to $500, like if you're not out doing uh, crack like behaviors behind a Home Depot uh, for money to to buy Tesla shares, then then you don't care about your retirement. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this question, though. Do you think uh, Jimmy Kramer, would he buy Ford or Tesla right now? Uh, he probably he would buy Ford. He uh, yeah, I feel like Tesla is too expensive for him. And what do you uh, think, uh, I'm saying this as a man who watches a lot of uh, a lot of Jimmy chill. I think um, he I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Jim Kramer. I think he's a total goof. I don't I don't either. But, you know, they the whole like the old adage that he's just it's wrong. He's wrong that, every yeah. time. Yeah, um, I think he would probably say Tesla right now. You never know. He, he just likes to try and call random things. Whatever. I guess. Uh, huh? I guess I should specify I watch a lot of CNBC, of which Jim Kramer is on. I'm not like actively just seeking out mad money at 6 p.m. or whatever. True, true. But I do watch CNBC while I trade throughout the day, you know, for their five minute late breaking news. Yeah. And speaking of breaking news, it's something that may break or may start some healing. Um, interest rates in Canada up another half percent. And it's uh, very likely that it will continue to next month here as well. Um, do you think this is kind of going to help the weird inflation that we're, we're seeing right now? Or is it going to make things worse? And most importantly, I guess for you guys, is America going to follow? Yeah, I think uh, we pretty that. much I, got I wanna 5% ask, locked up in the bag over the next two FOMC meetings. Yeah. I want to ask, when is Canada not going to follow the U.S.? I would really like to see them be like, fuck interest rates. We're printing more money. Nah, I don't think <laughs> you can. Like, Why not? You're just going to devalue yourself. Like the, the one saving grace with all this new money that's been printed is everyone's had to do it. You know, he's got a good point. America released a historic number of barrels, not that oil stored in them. Uh, from the strategic uh, <laughs> preserve. And then like the following week, Canada released a historic amount of maple syrup from their reserves. So I think you're Which absolutely also right. In barrels. Canada. <laughs> and I doubt it's fucking transported in barrels. It's probably yeah, transported well, in they, trees or something dumb. Tim Hortons coffee cups. <laughs> when they empty all those barrels. Five million trade, larges, please. <laughs> Notice how I didn't say extra large because it's the fucking because it's the same size. Yeah, we've <laughs> yeah we've all heard your dumb conspiracy theory on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Discord. Yeah, but it, we're in a weird spot right now, and like I I don't know if we want to sort of jump along to quantitative tightening, but 
are you guys doing some QT? Because like we're raising interest rates, you guys are raising interest rates, but like what's going on with like your central bank? Are you guys like uh, doing some quantitative tightening? Uh, I, I don't know. Like the interest rates being offered are starting to go up, but it, it's kind of obvious that this was going to happen. We are in a low interest rate environment for way too long. Way too and long. And then like ideally you're in a higher interest rate environment whenever the economy is booming. Right. Yeah, and which then, is why, and then the whenever there's a recession or something pandemic like happens, you can lower interest rates to help save the economy. But since yeah, we were but, already at zero, now it's just like pain after we've already experienced a two years of shutdown. Right. Yeah. Like, no, and that's because people are myopic, and when shit's going good, they're like, "No, don't stop it." Yeah, I know. So, I agree. Yeah. If shit's going good, don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Gotta make the booty drop. But sometimes, but you gotta, why do you know, have to make the market drop, Jay Powell? Because we we can't lower interest rates anymore. We reach zero. Got to go back up. Oh, yeah. well, we can do negative. Got a wall, we like negative if you real keep rates. Against you want to go negative? We have negative. We had negative real rates for a while. My question is like, fuck it. Why stop? Let's keep this party going. Like, sure, inflation's getting out of hand. Who cares? Inflation's up eight percent year over year. Spy is up sixteen percent. That's a great deal. Sounds like you fuckers need to start trading more. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it does suck that I'm becoming p- more poor because Jay Powell wants. I want to become more poor. I mean, like I guess touche. You win. Yeah, I don't know. So that's it's- what he's doing, right? Like housing, like housing interest, uh, new home sales are down f- to their lowest levels since pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Which, not a coincidence. So is the stock market. Right. When your 401k is hurting, if you're a boomer or, you know, if you're a millennial or Gen X or Z, right. And your Robinhood account's hurting, right. You're, you're not going to spend as much money. Yeah. And I I Uh, really like that. that. The Fed knows that. And that's why they're crushing the market. Yeah. And like, it's a good kind of, I I don't want to say it's a leading indicator, but you can kind of see how people are sort of feeling about the economy with the amount of money that they're willing to sort of pay for large asset purchases, such as like houses. And we've kind of seen a a top sort of set in on housing prices as of the last couple of weeks. Like things haven't been growing as explosively as they were the past few months, which is, which is good. It's, it's a signal that things are slowing down a little bit as interest rates are creeping up. So these interest rate hikes are doing their job. Like, but there's a fine line between them doing their job and doing it too well, right? Uh, and that's what we call a soft landing. Uh, our listeners might hear that being talked about in the news, well, right? When people it. refer to the Fed as having a soft landing, that is raising interest rates without causing a recession, which, which spoiler which alert, they're slowly. not very good at. No, they're not. Yeah, they have like a like, less than 50% what if we did it like That's right, 4% right. a year. <laughs> it's like, no. You're not going to lower interest rates that quickly, so don't raise them that quickly. Right? Yeah. So and then like your we, uh, your interest, like your savings account. I haven't gotten any kind of like flyers in the mail about like a new high interest savings account with like new superior rates to pre-pandemic right. or whatever. Oh, all right. right. I mean, the banks here. are definitely going to benefit from this. Yeah. In the long call, because like we saw with airlines, right? Like people become incredibly use like like, like humanity it's so beautiful how fast humanity adapts to things like fun fact this is important but like 
grounding like when you're punching your kid like grounding your kid over two weeks is like psychology is like research has shown that's kind of useless because after two weeks you become used to it so it's no longer a punishment it's just a way of life right right yeah. and then airlines did that with baggage fees and, and then more fees and on top of that until it became too much until until they got too greedy so like my question is from this inflation right and these persistent price hikes which were justified through the supply chain we've seen that through um, just not so great margin returns from like Walmart and Target and other like consumer retailer stores. Uh, my question is when those costs go down, is the price going to go down? So That's here's my thing. You, you, you see companies like Walmart and Target and like God bless their souls uh, are taking the hit on margin, right? They, you saw in the last earnings season, like their margins were down because costs were up and they couldn't pass along all the costs of the, the consumer, but they were able to price like pass along a lot of costs. The same with like the oil industry, right? Like, yeah, there, there's some arguments to be made for like correlation between oil prices and gas prices, but it's still a fact that gas, like that oil companies are bringing in record profit margins. It's, it, it's insane. So my question, my fear is that are Americans is America going to get used to these inflated prices and yes. when the supply chain price goes down the consumer price will stay up basically so, when cpi yeah. or when ppi goes down will cpi stay up uh giving companies these incredible margins so well, major I, I i can answer this products. right now using the gas prices we've seen here in canada and everyone that i've talked to is praying for sub $2 a liter gas. Now, our normal gas prices as of like a year ago, everyone was hoping for sub $1. And like you would have days where it's like 98 cents, but like most commonly it was like $1.10. And like now everyone's hoping for $2 gas. So yes, everyone's like desire for cheap gas is now vastly inflated from what it was. And just for our listeners at home, uh, one gallon is 3.785 liters. So about 3.8 liters. So $2 per liter is almost $8 a gallon. It's $8, $8, $8 Canadian a gallon. Ugh. Don't even get those exchange rates. Uh, 1.28. 1.28. We know that's, that's going to be very painful thanks to Microsoft. Uh, which if I can, if I can tangent off of the it's airline like for a second. $2 uh, a gallon. Microsoft. Um, recently, this last week, came out and said uh, no. they lowered their guidance for the year based on FX, based on foreign exchange currencies. Patrick, right? it's like $9 a gallon. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, you guys just use Monopoly money. Finn, if you could not edit out Patrick's terrible math, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> it's like $2 a gallon. No, man. It's like $2 a gallon. No, I feel like it's like $2 a gallon. It's like $2 a gallon. No, I think you forgot to carry the one. I think and the really, uh, I mean, it's roughly eight. We're very comparable, I think, to California's gas prices. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's around seven or eight dollars. Seattle's around nine or ten. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the further north you go, the worse it gets. I'm just super excited to uh, to listen to the podcast and see what actually fucking makes it into the edit <laughs> from all of this. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert, not much. Um, I feel like I finished my rant. Uh, also, starting out in, in June, 
right? Uh, we had the Fed actually start quantitative tightening. Now, this will be really interesting uh, because, like I was saying before, pre-pandemic, about $4 trillion. Post-pandemic, $9 trillion on the balance sheet for the Fed, quantitative easing to quantitative tightening. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how much the equities market, I guess all the markets really, have priced in this quantitative tightening. Right. That's supposed to start in June, right? Hopefully that was a lot of the pain we saw since November, since the Fed warned about this. A lot of the selling off has been that, but I guess only time will tell, which is uh, exactly the same answer for earnings. Uh, isn't that right, Tom? Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, skip on down to the earnings section? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea and a terrible segue. Uh, so last week we talked about UNG, that's the United States Natural Gas Fund. Tom, you said dip. Patrick, you said dip. I said dip. And it dipped, not by much. It ripped, it dipped, it ripped again, but it dipped at the end of the week. And that's really all that matters, especially for the options players out there. So, uh, and one I just point for say, Gryffindor. you know, if you don't remember us talking about this last week, it's probably because of the Mandela effect. Because we definitely did talk about this last week. I mean, 100%, I did talk about it. If we didn't talk about it, I would have given myself more points. Like on this next one here with RIGS, R-I-G-Z. That's uh, the Verity Bitcoin Miners ETF. Tom and Patrick, you both said dip. I thought we were going to see a rip in crypto. And we did midweek. However, the markets uh, took it back down towards the end of the week. So we're actually going to end the week down. So that's a dip. So points for Patrick and Tom. Uh, what about weed? You dumbasses thought it was going to go up for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. Pot's going down. Yeah, you, you, guys high, weed, you guys were high as hell. Your, yeah, parents, you your parents should check your it eyes. It can only go uh, up. It can only go up. Yeah, only shorts. Yeah, short positions and on pot stocks can only go up. That's 100%. Oh, I didn't think about that. Pot, so do wear a lot of shorts. They do, yeah. Only shorts, no, yeah, no jeans. No Sh jeans. Shorts in the, in a drug rug. That makes sense now. Actually, I had this. So, I had my calculations all backwards. Ah, see, yeah. Uh, if your answer is not four twenty, then you're calculating wrong. <laughs> it was sixty nine, uh, though. So oh, Tom yeah. and Patrick said rip. I said dip, and it dipped. So point for a major. Um, XLF. That's the financial sector fund uh from spdr spider i said rip tom said rip patrick said dip and it dipped i mean just barely like defense. we're talking about less in yeah. my defense i would like yeah. to say that i forgot we had it was up four of the five days <laughs> and in friday, my defense and then friday but yeah it, it it did dip patrick you were right yeah now i does anyone have any defenses for TNA? That's Direxion's daily small cap bull ETF. We all said rip, uh, and it dipped. It dipped. It Not dipped by forward. much again. Oh, okay. We again, we were right for most of the week. It's just about how you end the week. Again, yeah. if you have options, it hard on, on Friday, Wednesday. just like everything else did. Erase the the week's prior gain. That was brutal, but it happens. It happens. Well, uh, let's go ahead. Luckily, we've got. Uh, another round coming up here, but first, let me just crunch these numbers and tie up the score. Tom, you have 31. Patrick, you have 33. And I am in a uh, very modest and attractive third place at 29. Nice. But let's switch back because I'm going to be honest, the market, it's too volatile. I'm going to go back to something I'm better at. 
let's place more earnings. Uh, and more importantly, because these are some really important earnings. I think this is going to be some real money-making opportunities here. You guys ready for this? And don't you worry, I'll explain all of the uh, the companies to, to the listeners. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Uh, that's your, your knockoff Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, Tom, what do you think? Rip or dip? Uh, I'm going to say rip. I think um, people are going to be looking to buy some sporting equipment leading into summer here. And yeah, it's good time of year for it. Rip. All right. What about you, Patrick? Pretty much the same reasons and the same. Ah, you fools. Stocks are down. So I predict there's less white people buying, uh, less old white men buying golf clubs. I'm going to say dip. Uh, now, what about Dave and Buster's? This is more of a reopening play. Now, for those not familiar with Dave and Buster's, this is your Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Basically, yeah. you can go there, you can bowl, buy beer, buy some food, play a bunch of adult video games. Not the sexy kind of adult, but just you know, video games with a bunch oh, of that would be I a good idea. I have an idea that both of y'all are going to say rip, so I'm going to go against the grain and say dip. Yeah, it's okay. It's good to be wrong every once in a while. It's how we learn. It's how we grow. I, I applaud, applaud that, Tom. Uh, that's uh, some real real personal growth and maturity there. But yeah. you're right, Patrick and I, we're going to say rip on this as a reopening play. Right Now, talking about reopening, let's talk about Lovesack. That's the couch company. Last time, I'm embarrassed. Last time I got this wrong. You guys both said rip. I said dip and it ripped. I was super upset. I've been holding this vendetta in my heart for a complete earnings season. That's a whole fucking quarter, but I'm still vindicated. Hopefully, I'm going to find vindication uh, this week. But let's talk about Love Sack. What do you think, Tom? Rip or dip? I am going to say dip this time. All right. What about you, Patrick? Have you seen the price of that shit? Definitely rip. I'm going to say dip. People aren't staying inside. People are going out. People are going to Airbnbs and hotels and traveling and vacations and booking.coms. Not Love Sacks. So I'm going to say dips. Now, let's talk about J. Jill. Uh, If you're not familiar with what J. Jill is, I would recommend asking your mom. What is J. Jill? J. Jill is a a, a, uh, high-end women's retailer. Oh, okay. Um, I will say dip i think people are being cautious of where they spend money i don't think they're going to be going high-end retail shopping or at least the majority will be all right all right all right what about you patrick i'm also gonna say dip oh you're gonna uh, be wrong too i just i just uh looked up their front page on online while we were talking about this and i didn't like it didn't like it but did you text your mom and ask her to go to the front page and ask her if she liked it because that's the demographic i'm looking for i guarantee she doesn't no, she that's doesn't good. doesn't look like she wears any of those clothes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say rip here. I think we're going to steal a little bit of this um, Norse from Magic. And we're right. going to go higher here, but All right, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll it's see. probably dip, right? Like 90% of the other uh, apparel companies minus TJ Maxx. Uh, now, what about DocuSign? I'm going to go with dip. Um, ever since the pandemic, they kind of exploded and they've been having trouble ever since. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. dip. Mm-hmm. What about you, Patrick? I'm also going to say dip because fuck them. That's why. I'm going to say dip and like puts, uh, the money puts. Like this is like, this is, I think, maybe like the last like great opportunity to to squeeze out a ridiculous uh, surprise on an earnings return, right? Like 
can Netflix lose another 30%? I mean, maybe. Actually, now that I say it out loud, they've lost so much already. Like, what's 30% of $190? It's a lot less than 30% <laughs> of $700, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. Man, to only have had puts. Right? I mean, I'm just, I'm upset with myself. If you go back a year on the podcast, I was ranting and raving and complaining about uh, the share price of, like, Samuel Adams beer. I should have just bought puts. I'd I've been a thousand. I'd have a thousand plus deltas, but <laughs> all the deltas. T- I'd have all the deltas, but this is life. Well, that's all we have for Ripper Dip It. Thanks for tuning in and listening. If you are playing along at home, tweet at us. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know what your score is. If you're beating um, myself, Tom, or Patrick, uh, and you can tweet us at uh, Roots Research underscore on Twitter. We'd love to hear your score. Yeah, and uh, don't forget to uh, follow us and tweet at us. Look at our uh, Discord for more great content. We have a lot to offer in there. All the links should be in the description here below. All the links. I can't promise you our Twitter is going to be a tenth as entertaining as Elon Musk's Twitter account. But but, but joining our Discord will be like a hundred times more profitable than fucking... Yeah. trying to trade tesla right now yeah. <laughs> what this madman's doing yeah and we do have a good uh good little bit of a community growing um right engagement's been up which is uh, a good thing to oh, see huge shout out to all of our new uh members of the discord who, who've come in through twitter and the podcast uh and youtube uh welcome we we, we love having you a part of the conversation and being a part of the family and if that's all for today we will uh catch you in the discord and we can Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.